Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello, and welcome to Getting to Clarity, creating more success with less sacrifice. And I'm your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. And today we are talking about how to survive when you hate your job. And and first, before I, I go into this topic, I just wanted to let you know, and you may have noticed that uh, the podcast name has changed up a little bit. Um, I am sticking with Clarity. Getting to Clarity is my brand. And the reason I made a n- name change to the podcast is for two reasons. One, I was moving away from my brand. And two, success without sacrifice isn't true uh, because there always is some sort of sacrifice. And when you are aligned, however, you can create more success with less sacrifice. And that was what I was saying in the podcast, creating more success with less sacrifice. But that wasn't the name and it just didn't feel right to me, almost like a bait and switch. So we've changed things up a little bit, going back to the brand, and this is the Getting to Clarity podcast. So now on to how do you survive when you hate your job? You know, you may have been in a place where you felt just completely frustrated. Maybe you've felt underutilized, unfulfilled. Maybe you have felt blocked in your work. Maybe you're in a place where your job is sucking the life out of you. And, you know, I have been in all of those places and it's not an easy or comfortable place to be. But if you're consistently dreading going to work, whether it's in an actual office or virtually, something's got to be done. You know, and sometimes what we do is we tell ourselves that, oh, it's a good paycheck and I've got benefits And then we say to ourselves, oh, I should be happy putting that should on our our shoulders, that modal operator of necessity. But that's not always the best advice. You know, just because we are high performing women and we can get stuff done doesn't mean that we need to go against who we are. And if you're having some of these signs, um, it could be a sign that what you do for work isn't working for you any longer. Maybe it did before, but perhaps now because of the pandemic or another reason, um, it isn't. But there's hope. So in one particular job that I had, I want to share a little story with you. I worked in a corporate environment and uh, I worked at the executive level. I worked for the chairman of the board, the founder of the company, and uh, the president. And the president was a, a new fella. Uh, he had a ego as big as the room, if you know what I mean. He was kind of a total peacock in that, uh, you know, he just had his fancy feathers out. It was all about him. Um, an interesting individual. A lot of great uh, energy, uh, but just... a a total peacock, always about him and uh, all the great things that he's doing. And the problem was that he and the chairman didn't really gel and uh, they didn't get each other. And especially the new CEO, the new president, just he didn't understand how the chairman operated and it was a real struggle for him. So the more this relationship between the two of them, and I sat right between them, 
the more the relationship between the two of them uh, dissipated and disintegrated, um, the more the company results reflected that as well. And when things in the company weren't going well, uh, it was almost a little too much to bear uh, for the new CEO, the new president, and uh, things started kind of going in a different direction. Uh, his mood changed, uh, how he reacted to things changed. Um, you know, he would be on the phone and he'd be walking the hallways and he'd be slamming doors and he'd be yelling and he'd be dropping F-bombs. And it was just like, oh my goodness. All I kept telling myself is I don't want to be here. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if I could work from home? That's what's running through my head, you know, kind of day in and day out as all of this goes on. And then, you know, it just, it didn't get any better. It started getting worse. And, you know, he'd up and down the hallway and yelling and just... starting to turn into a toxic environment, you know, then he'd come into my office and, and, and just kind of unload. It just wasn't really a great place to be at all. And, you know, I found myself when I would come to work and I would pull into the parking lot, I just had a look at the building and my whole body would just feel defeated. It was just kind of like, oh, do I really have to do this again today? You know, when it's everything that you can do to get up and go do it all over again. Uh, That can be a lot. And so I'm hearing myself say that, but yet I'm still not doing anything about it because maybe similar to some of you, you know, I'm saying, oh, Debbie, just suck it up. Come on. It's a good job. You're earning great money. You've got benefits. Uh, You're in a good space. Just this can't go on forever. Just, Just suck it up. But oh, wow. I wonder, wouldn't it be great to work at home? And of course, this was back before the work from home uh, was en vogue. And an interesting thing happened. So, you know, I'm, I'm hearing myself say this and I'm feeling kinesthetically inside my body this reaction when I see the building. I'm just dreading it so much. So let me tell you what happened. Um, I sprained a rib. And I don't know if you know that you can do that, but I sprained a rib. I don't know how. And it was like my body reacted as if having been in a car accident. My back just turned into a brick wall. And for the next five weeks, I was going to the chiropractor, the massage therapist, the physical therapist, and taking painkillers and uh, muscle relaxers, which is quite a cocktail if you've ever done that. And I'm working from home. So kind of the, the point of this story is that if you do hate your job, uh, if it is something that you are telling yourself you just need to suck it up and power through it, that may not be the best advice for you either because your body, your physiology has a way of making you standing up and paying attention. And for me, I call that the cosmic two by four. And when I look back on that situation, knowing what I do about the universal law of cause and effect, I had brought this into my reality somehow. And when I asked my question, what did I do to bring this into my life? It really became clear. And that was, I heard myself saying that I didn't want to be there. I felt myself saying, or or that feeling of dread and and not wanting to go there, but I didn't do anything about it. So it's almost like that internal wisdom came up and I totally disrespected it and shoved it back down and said, no. So like I said, the universe uh, handed me a two by four and I was down and out for about five weeks. So paying attention when you have these feelings, because you have these feelings for a reason, you know, 
Anytime that you acknowledge that there's a certain level of frustration or pain in your current role, that's a good thing because it's a signal from your unconscious or your subconscious mind, however you choose to label it, that this current situation is not in your best interest and you are meant to do something different as a result. Now, I'm not saying that you need to bail on your job, especially if you don't have a cushion of resources set aside you know, to cover you or your family for a period of time. But what I am saying is that there are some things that you can do to improve or even alleviate the discomfort. So let's talk about that for a second. Recognizing the power of your unconscious and what that has to do with you getting what you want. There's a quote by T. Harv Eker that says something to the effect, I'm going to paraphrase, is that most people don't get what they want because they don't know what that is. So for you on this journey of discovery to really figure out what is out in front of you and how do you make it better for you, even if you can't leave, is to dive into who you are authentically. You know, what is it that you stand for? What are your values? Do you even know? You know, what are the things that you want to have in your experience of career? What are those things that are valuable to you? You know, it might be um, being respected, uh, working with people who have integrity, working with an energetic team, having autonomy, uh, having an opportunity to grow. But what is it that you want to create for the experience of your career and uh, how that authentically aligns with you and how you find out what aligns authentically with you is that, you know, you understand as a person, what do you like? What do you love? What do you hate? What do you dislike? What do you stand for? Um, what do you stand against? What is the line in the sand? What do you appreciate? What is meaningful to you? And really figuring out how this comes to play in your career and your life. Because again, you are just one person. You've got a personal life and a professional life, but you're one person. So how do you discover this information about who it is that you are meant to be authentically? Because once you understand that about yourself, you have power to make decisions and say yes to things that are a fit for you. And then conversely to say no for the things that aren't a fit, right? So being authentic is the first thing that you really want to dive into. The second is, what are you passionate about personally or professionally? You know, a lot of clients that I work with, they have things that in the past have brought them joy and in seeking success in their professional life have just totally set it aside or disregarded it. One particular client I had, she loved music. She loved listening to music. That was part of her her passion. She was classically trained and she hadn't, she couldn't remember the last time that she had played music. And so that became part of her, her homework. You know, the other thing uh, was that she needed to discover what she was passionate about in her work as well. So diving into both sides of that coin, what is it that brings you happiness or joy, fulfillment? What is it that you're passionate about personally and professionally? Because they're both important. So diving into your passions and How can you, along with the information on who you are authentically, start bringing that into the work environment, bringing more of that in? The third thing I'd like you to consider is that I want you to understand that there are people that can help you. And what I mean by this is a lot of times when we find ourselves in a situation, and and similar to me, 
when I hit the wall, nobody could know. When I was so profoundly unhappy in my job, it was just me and my facade saying, everything is fine. I'm fine. You know, I wasn't willing to reach out. I wasn't willing to let other people know that I wasn't happy, that I was miserable because I thought I should be happy because I, I had such a outwardly what appeared to be great job. And that wasn't necessarily the best thing for me. So reaching out to people that can help you, that can support you, um, that have your back in this trying time, if this is where you find yourself, who are the people that um, will help lift you up and not pull you down? Now, this can be people in your family. It can be people in your social networks. It can be coaches like me. It can be uh, watching YouTube channels or uh, you know, listening to audiobooks or reading books, whatever the case may be, but find the people that can help support you because you shouldn't have to do this alone. And then the fourth tip I want to give you is really figuring out what gets in the way. You know, a lot of times if we're in a place where we hate our job, this didn't happen overnight. It's been a long time coming and you're just finally getting to this point which probably means that there is some baggage along that journey in the past somewhere. Stories that we have taken on that are not true, um, incidents with uh, people, maybe they disrespected us um, or uh, harmed us in some way. And we need to dig into that because if we are harboring something against someone else, then we've essentially given all of our power to them. So really diving into what gets in the way. So I hope these tips are helpful for you, but I'll run through them again. The first is to find out, number one, who are you authentically? That's the only way that you can make decisions, good decisions for you moving forward. Number two is really discovering what it is that you're passionate about personally and professionally and start bringing more of that into your life. The third is finding the people that can help you. You know, whether it's a coach like me or someone else, someone in your family or, or social circles, but finding people that can support you, that have your back, that get you, that lift you up, don't pull you down. And then the fourth is digging into what gets in the way. You know, what are the emotional, uh, the emotional baggage that you're carrying around that might be holding you back, anchoring to you to something in the past that was painful and you haven't quite let go of it yet. So I hope these tips help you and if you'd like a little help figuring out your way forward, then let's have a conversation. You can go to claritywithdebbie.com and I'd be delighted to support you the best way I know how. So until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.